Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Tired of Nashville police not showing up to the scene of a small fender bender? Now there may be a solution to this. A multi-million dollar tennis facility is serving up in a nearby town. Plus, Tennessee is such a wide state that the landscape changes vastly from east to west. How well do you think you know the different regions of Tennessee? We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. Just like there are a lot of regions of Tennessee that we're going to be talking about later today, which is really cool. If you haven't learned about the different regions of Tennessee, uh, a lot of history behind it, a really uh, good list of features to check out later in this episode. But just like there are a lot of regions in Tennessee, there are a lot of neighborhoods in Nashville, and you can get to know them all by, you know, either driving through all like how many 30... 50, 60 neighborhoods that Nashville has, uh, or you could use the expert. And that is, of course, Brad Reynolds. If you're thinking Nashville, think Brad. You can contact Brad by texting or calling him at 615-856-3270. He knows Nashville real estate like nobody else. You can also reach out to him at thinkbrad.com. He's closing in on $200 million in sales. He knows his stuff. Uh, Definitely, if you're thinking Nashville, we already know you're thinking Brad. So give him a call or a text there. Also, if you want to learn about the Nashville real estate market, his YouTube channel, Think Brad, has some amazing information on it. So if you're thinking Nashville, don't hesitate to reach out, thinkbrad.com, or text or call Brad at 615-856-3270. There's been a lot of complaints recently about Nashville Police Department and their response time. Lately. The, 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 yeah, the last year. <laughs> a lot, uh, probably the last, like, five years. There's also been a lot of controversy around the delayed phone or the answering of the phone calls for the 911 department. And, Ooh, and yeah. L- L- a lot. So uh, they're trying to change things up a little bit with the Metro Nashville the Police Department, and they're launching a self-reporting program for minor crashes throughout the county. I don't know how this is really going to work, but we're going to get the information <laughs> from News Channel 5 and see if there's any possibility of this actually working. So uh, this is already actually taken into effect. So it started It started last week. Yeah. Uh, so when you call about a crash, they will determine on the phone uh, whether the collision qualifies, and then the driver will receive a link to begin reporting the info. Only certain kinds of crashes qualify, including the ones where both drivers agree to share information and agree on the circumstances of the crash. Uh, there are no injuries. Crash isn't a hit and run and doesn't involve any type of crime, and none of the vehicles uh, involved are inoperable. The The biggest question I have from this is people will never agree about the circumstances of crashes. How are you going to get that approval from both parties? So it's only so there. Uh, my, my guess is that you will have to hear from both parties that they both agree on the circumstances of the crash. Uh, and if they don't, then if they don't later in the report, then it'll go back to the police and they won't use that form Interesting. Any, any longer. That's, that's my guess. Uh, but I, I think it's mostly for people who 
Uh, maybe they just got in a small fender bender, like in a parking lot, in a parking lot. Somebody's mm-hmm. like, yep, that was my fault. Can we move about our day? I will report it online. I agree to the circumstances kind of thing, because if not, it will take two or two and a half, three hours yeah. for the police to show up, the report to be filed yeah. for all of that stuff. I mean, it really is. The wait times for that stuff is fairly high. Yeah, so the completed reports will go to the records division where the drivers and their insurance companies can get copies if needed. Uh, Metro Nashville Police Department said the goal is to make reporting accidents and minor crashes easier to deal with and the ease the burden of responding officers. This will also allow drivers to go about their day, like just what you said, uh, instead of dealing with the long wait time for officers as well. Yeah, but... Stuart, like you said, I, I, just, I think I it's people are untrustworthy. So that, that is the, that is the number one thing. Even if somebody says that they agree with it, I, I, I don't know if I would trust them to continue to go along uh, about their day and then say what they uh, are, are agreeing to. They're in the moment to get out of the situation. Yeah. And then, I, I don't trust that that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm interested their, to see how this works out. And then they call their insurance companies and they're like, this is not actually what happened. And then the insurance <laughs> companies fought a lawsuit against the other insurance. It, it, it literally sounds like a mess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know the solution for this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if it works or not. Maybe it's worked in other places and Nashville's implementing it. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we, we shall see um, something very cool. That is happening down in Spring Hill. This is coming coming from WKRN. If you don't know where Spring Hill is, uh, it is uh, just about 45 minutes or so uh, south of Nashville. Just a little bit west. Just a little bit west yeah. of... Uh, you just go straight down 65. Yeah. Um, Take Saturn Parkway. And Spring Hill. This is, this is really cool. This is coming from WKRN. Spring Hill residents should look forward to bringing out tennis rackets as a new professional uh, facility will soon make its way to the city. Uh, Spring Hill Alderman Matt Fitterer says plans to build the tennis complex go way back into December of 2020. Um, But over the course of the years, they've continued to develop this. Uh, Fitterer says by early 2022, the developer zeroed in on two parcels of land between the crossings and Kedron Road with only one being zoned for industrial use. We'll show a rendering here in a second because it's really freaking cool. With both properties being located next to the protected battlefield, uh, Fitterer says developers will have to work with the American Battlefield Trust to come up with some ways that the new development uh, could be an asset to the battlefield. Um, and so here is the rendering for this. It, this tennis, tennis complex uh, and you'll see the logo here on the screen. USTA um, is going to be just a huge uh, thing. It's going to be 200 acres that are being rezoned for this uh, to accommodate this mixed use developed that is centered around this major tennis complex. Wow, that's incredible. Um, because they said they said the one year impact is estimated to be 20 plus million dollars into their local economy. Wow. Uh, but this t- tennis facility will mainly be used. If, if you've never been around tennis tournaments for very professional tennis tournaments for not only high school collegiate, uh, uh, professional tennis, uh, tournaments after the collegiate sphere to come into here and play. Um, and also you can tell there's going to be practice facilities on the inside 
indoor courts. You might have, uh, if this is a large enough thing, which I'm almost surprised they didn't put in the rendering, if you have something that is aimed at professionals, you might have a clay court. Yep. Uh, you might have other t- uh, styles of court, which are very hard to find and very much sought after um, and, and that are that are uh, found in other professional practice or uh, real-time facilities. But this, I mean, this, this rendering is fantastic, and you can really tell that the goal is to get tournaments and large events there at this mixed-use development. It's just incredible. Uh, I kind of want to have Greg in a parachute right now. Just send, send him over there. Um, <laughs> so he, he's in a parachute right now in Spring Hill. And it's so I'm just trying to show the general area of where this can go. But what's really incredible is Spring Hill is getting this tennis facility. Murfreesboro is getting that 350-acre or so sports complex. And then I believe there's also another sports complex or something coming up to the Gallatin Hendersonville area. So it's just, and then you have the world cup series with the Nolansville team. Like it's just incredible. Are you talking the about amount, the world series? The world series. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said world cup. Uh, I was thinking soccer, uh, but it's just incredible. The amount of sports facilities here in middle Tennessee. So we have Greg in a parachute right now. Boom. And uh, right here in the middle of what he's looking at, that's the crossings in spring Hill. I believe that's where the target is and Martin's barbecue and all of that. I'm wondering where the, uh, the Kent, national battlefield, the field I'm is guessing. Right okay. Spring Hill battlefield. So it's probably going to be somewhere like in this site, maybe this, that, that's what cornfield. Yeah. That's what or, it feels like. Yeah. So it, it's somewhere in spring Hill. That's so. a lot of things. Tennessee turned cornfields into uh buildings, mixed use developments. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very common <laughs> theme throughout middle Tennessee, but this is, this is very exciting to see. And I think, uh, uh, it was, it was good to see that they already had an estimate of what that would bring in with, uh, that full potential. Uh, now I, I don't think they included how long it would take to build it. Um, but it's very cool to see 20 plus million dollars if executed properly of economic impact after that first year, um, which is really cool to, to see. And, and Stuart, like you said, I think that um, middle Tennessee is really, really pushing to be, uh, a, we already know Nashville is a major sports city, but that's a lot in, in the professional realm. Mm-hmm. And so it's very cool to see that uh, we are growing in the professional realm, but also kind of sports that are going to be used throughout from youth high school to professional that middle Tennessee is going to be dominating there as well. A lot of other cities kind of already have their, their spots set out for them in that world. But uh, glad that middle Tennessee is growing in that way. All right, let's head over to explorers national tip of the day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it's a great day to spend some time in East Nashville and visit the Wash in East Nashville. It's right off of Gallatin Pike. There's five restaurants at the Wash and also a cocktail bar. The thing that you have to know is parking is terrible in that area. (laughs) Uh, So try getting there before like the big lunch rush. Uh, But there's five different types of restaurants. There's Cuban food. There's uh food from peru like the examples of peru there's yeah. also a poke bowl there's there's so many there's a options. there's a taco place and there's also east side pho uh which is incredible for some great uh kind of evening uh hangouts with your friends go to the yeah. wash and uh everybody get a nice bowl of pho it's absolutely incredible i think they they had posted a picture there uh one evening a couple weeks ago or last week and it was 
packed in the evening time. It's going to be one of the best fall restaurants oh, yeah. here in Nashville, which is really exciting. Uh, so if you haven't had it now, get prepared, go and try it. Uh, but yeah, go to the wash in East Nashville. Try it out. If you haven't already a lot, like starts at a lot of different flavors to, to try out there. Let us know if you've been, what your favorite is. If you have not been, let us know if you plan on going. And that is Explorers Nashville tip of the day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is in part brought to you by Bowtie Barber Club. If you're looking to get your hair done and your beard trim, and maybe even have like a hot towel experience, they have the VIP, they have the works, uh, and they're introducing a few other cool things with that package as well. You can book your haircut or your beard trim at bowtiebarberclub.com. All right, so Tennessee, like we talked about earlier, uh, they have... A lo- it's 440. We were looking this up to make sure we were right. It's 440 miles from east to west. So Tennessee's very wide. It takes a long time to drive. Nine and a half hours. All, all the way over from uh, Memphis to kind of the, when you get into Asheville with North Carolina, uh, across the 40 line there. Um, so Tennessee, not only is it wide, but that creates a lot of different geographical reason, regions across the state. So what we're going to do today, uh, and these are very important for the state. They helped really form uh, Tennessee's layout today and are very important to Tennessee's economy as well. And we're going to learn what those are. There are three main divisions that we're going to be talking about, um, and you'll see those represented in our state flag. We'll show you that as well. Um, That's how important they are. Stuart was looking this up earlier. It's also mentioned in Tennessee's constitution that's how important this stuff is to Tennessee. And, uh, and so we're, we're going to talk about those three grand divisions and then also how they are broken up into these kind of not to, this is not really a word, but subdivisions yep. <laughs> or a smaller, smaller sections. And we're going to kind of break those down as well. Uh, but first we're going to start with the Tennessee state flag. And this is one of the best flags in the entire union And let me tell you why. So the three stars represent the three grand divisions of the state. You have East Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and West Tennessee. Those are the three grand divisions of the state. The red represents a a couple things. There's a a few theories behind this. It represents farming in the state of Tennessee. It also represents the blood of the soldiers who volunteered to serve our country And the state of Tennessee, the nickname is the Volunteer State. And that basically became our nickname after the Battle or the War of 1812. And when more people volunteered for Andrew Jackson's uh, unit than any other unit in the country. So it's just incredible history. The blue on the flag represents the 31 or 32 rivers in our state. I always mess up that number, 31 or 32 Uh, rivers in our state. And then the white of our flag represents the purity of our state. We were the 16th state to join the union in 1796. So that is the Tennessee state flag. A lot of cool history there. Now let's get into those stars, the three grand divisions of Tennessee. We're going to start with probably uh, maybe the most well-known outside of, of Nashville, the city specifically uh, regions of Tennessee and that is East Tennessee. All right, so we have a a wonderful map of East Tennessee. 
within the state of Tennessee, there's 95 counties. And I, I can't remember the exact number of counties that are in East Tennessee. But this is basically... Uh, kind of east of the Cumberland Plateau. And we're going to talk about the Cumberland Plateau, one of the subdivisions of Tennessee here in a few minutes. Uh, But East Tennessee is known for Knoxville, Chattanooga, the Smoky Mountain National Park, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge. Those are some of the biggest towns uh, or areas found in East Tennessee. Yeah, so East Tennessee is made up of 33 counties, 30 located within the eastern time zone. Uh, Eastern Tennessee, like Stuart said, it's located almost entirely. Uh, it is entirely in the Appalachian Mountain area, mm-hmm. although the landforms range from densely forested uh, mountains to broad river valleys. Uh, the major cities in this area are Chattanooga and Knoxville. Um, so those are those are uh, several of the large cities in Tennessee that are represented in that eastern area. All right, so now we're going to go to Middle Tennessee, and what's really interesting is with the Tennessee Constitution, everyone's, I've heard this question asked, why do we capitalize Middle Tennessee uh, from a few different people? And in the Tennessee Constitution, it's actually like a requirement that Middle Tennessee is capitalized. And uh, Middle Tennessee is literally in the middle of Tennessee. This is basically (laughs) everything east of the Tennessee River. Uh, And this includes some of the Cumberland Plateau. It includes the the Central Basin. And you're like, what in the world is the Central Basin? We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, So how many counties are inside of Middle Tennessee? So there are actually 41 counties out of the 95 in Middle Tennessee. Obviously, the state's capital and the city of Nashville is in here as, as well as uh, other larger metro areas like Clarksville or Mer- metropolitan areas, not really a metro, but uh, uh, Clarksville and Murfreesboro are located within this area. Um, and so Middle Tennessee is considered actually the largest as far as land mm-hmm. in the three grand divisions. And all of Middle Tennessee is in the central time zone. So if that confuses you, it does it confuses me too? <laughs> All right. So now we're going to the third Grand Division, and this is West Tennessee, and this is basically everything that's west of the Tennessee River. Yes, and this you can see this here on the screen. If you're if you're not watching, head over to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. We've got some great visuals uh, on our video there. This region includes 21 counties. It's, it's in between the Tennessee and the Mississippi rivers. Uh, and, uh, it, all of this is actually written in like the constitution of where yeah. these, these, uh, geographic regions are. So uh, if the Mississippi shifts, <laughs> right? Yeah. We, yeah. we get that. We get that land. Um, West Tennessee is the most sharply defined geographically. It's the lowest lying. Uh, it's also the least populous and the smallest in land area of these three grand divisions. And of course the largest city in this area is Memphis, Tennessee, the state's second most popular city behind Nashville. All right. So now that we've talked about the three grand divisions, now we're going to break down the subdivisions of Tennessee. And this is an incredible map that's coming from uh, TN history for kids. And so I think this is a curriculum for Tennessee schools. But This is a great map of the subdivisions of Tennessee. And so here in the middle, where Middle Tennessee is, you're seeing the Nashville Basin. Nashville is literally in this bowl, and that's why we have such a high pollen count (laughs) throughout the year. Uh, Towards the west of Nashville, you have the Highland Rim. So if you're going out towards, like, uh, Waverly or Dixon and stuff, you're seeing these incredible rolling hills of Middle Tennessee. 
Out towards the west, you have the Gulf Coastal Plains. That's a great area for growing crops. Aaron, I'm going to let you cover the east of Tennessee or so, east of this Nashville basin. Yeah, and we'll cover all of these in in, uh, in, in detail here in a second. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Uh, but but to the east of the Nashville basin, you also have the Highland Rim basically surrounding the Nashville basin. So you've got the, the Highland Rim. You have the Cumberland Plateau, uh, which we'll talk about. Essentially, that's where all the waterfalls are. Yep. And then the uh, the Great Valley of Tennessee um, and then you have a place that's not very well known, the uh, Unica Mountains or Unaka Mountains. I really don't know how it's pronounced, but that's over there uh, uh, towards the edge of Tennessee where it meets North Carolina. So let's talk about these in great detail. Let's put that back up just for a second while we talk about the uh, Gulf Coastal Plain. So this is where Memphis hits almost all the way to the Tennessee River uh, where it meets the Highland Rim. So the, the Gulf Coastal Plain uh, from this TennesseeHistoryForKids.org site, which is actually incredible. This is exactly what we need. Uh, this covers the western third of the state. Um, this is where the elevation of the state is lowest. The land is flattest. We covered that a little bit earlier. Agriculturally, the Gulf Coastal Plain has been known for its production of cotton, although today you will find some soybean and corn fields in that part of the state. The large part of the West Tennessee and the Gulf Coastal Plain, uh, the, the large parts are flat. You can tell this by looking at a map of Tennessee and noticing that so many of the highways are straight in that area. Unlike uh, the rest of the state. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, in all parts of the United States, straight roads are a sign of flat areas. All right. So we're going to throw up the map again. We're going to go to in, into the Highland Rim slash Nashville basin. And as I mentioned earlier, Nashville is literally in a bowl. And that's why we have that high pollen count. And so the Highland Rim is a gorgeous area of Middle Tennessee. And that's all of those rolling hills that you find throughout uh, the state. Yes. So these are really defined by those rolling hills and valleys. Uh, Some of the hills are gradual. Some are quite steep. If you ever hike this, you'll, you'll see both of those very easily. The central basin is lower and completely surrounded by the Highland Rim. If, if you're able to be at an elevation high enough to, uh, to, to see, uh, out, you'll be able to actually see, uh, kind of a, a surrounding of these Hills, depending on where you are. Um, you might think of the central basin as a bowl, like we've talked about earlier, surrounded by the Highland Rim. Uh, so in, in this era of the interstate superhighway, it can be hard to distinguish between the central basin and the Highland Rim. But if you look for it, you'll notice the change. The next time you ride southeast on Interstate 24 from Nashville to Chattanooga, notice how flat it is in Rutherford County. But when you get to Coffee County, go slightly uphill for a few miles. That is where you see the central basin becomes the high rim. I love that drive going down 24 after Murfreesboro. And then it's like you're like your flatland, flatland. And then you're like literally going up that hill and you're like, wow, these rolling hills are absolutely incredible yes. in that area. Uh, and a really good example of another really good example of the Highland Rim is if you go down the Natchez Trace Parkway, you have some flatlands there in that when you're in that central basin. And then all of a sudden you're going up the Highland Rim and there's a an overlook site to your left. Yeah, and that's a great example of how the landscape truly changes in Middle Tennessee. Um, so they also have another gr- great uh, quote. If you look up the elevations in the cities that are in the central basin, and those that are in the Highland Rim, you'll notice a slight difference. Nashville's at 600 feet above sea level. Franklin, 650. 
Murfreesboro 620, and those are in the Central Basin. Uh, and in the Highland Rim, Lawrenceburg at 900 feet above sea level, Manchester 1,060 feet, and Cookville 1,140 feet above sea level are in that Highland Rim area. Cookville's actually higher in elevation than the city of Knoxville. Wow. And we're going to talk about that here in a second with the Great Valley of Tennessee. But first, we have to talk about the Cumberland Plateau. Yeah, this is uh, probably uh, debatably one of the favorite uh, parts of Middle Tennessee. Like I said, uh, it doesn't really talk about this too much in the Tennessee history for kids. uh, But uh, out of all of the waterfalls that are the favorites in Tennessee, this is where you will find them in the Cumberland Plateau. So the, uh, the website reads, as you ride through Tennessee, you suddenly go way up in elevation at the Cumberland Plateau, a rugged upland region that extends from the Kentucky border in the north to Georgia and Alabama border to the south. The top of the Cumberland Plateau is between 500 and 900 feet higher than the land lying to the west and east of it. Because of this, the plateau gets colder weather, more snowfall um, on, uh, on both sides of this. The Cumberland Plateau was an important barrier in early Tennessee history before steamboats and railroads, many Tennessee travelers moved from east to west, uh, west, east to west Tennessee using a route that went through the lowest point in the Cumberland plateau. And that is known as the Cumberland gap. Yeah. So the Cumberland gap is an absolute beautiful area. If you've ever been to the, uh, I forgot the name of the state park. Uh, South Cumberland State Park, that is part of the Cumberland Gap. And you can see it's just this low valley area that's going through the mountains of the Cumberland Plateau. The website continues to uh, talk about this region after the Civil War and the development of railroads. Mining became big in the Cumberland Plateau. Most of these mining towns have long been abandoned. Uh, by the way, there's a remarkable valley that cuts through the middle of the Cumberland Plateau. So this is what you're talking about. It's called uh, this, uh, gosh, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Sequatchie. I'm, uh, yeah, that's, that's my best pronunciation, uh, Sequatchie Valley. And it runs about five miles wide through the heart of Marion, uh, Sequatchie, and Bledsoe counties. All right, so the next area of Tennessee is called the Great Valley of Tennessee, and this is where basically like Knoxville and some of those other metropolitans are located. Uh, And it does extend north to south from the top of the state to the bottom of the state in kind of this uh, slight diagonal fashion uh, going west to east. Um, So it's called the, they're calling it on the Tennessee History for Kids, just Valley and Ridge, that area. If you kind of look at... uh, where Frodo was from. It would yeah. remind you a little bit of that. I'm just going to throw up Lord photo. of the Rings. I'll just throw up this photo. This is like a great example yeah, it, of where Frodo could be from. Yeah, it very much reminds yeah. you of that area. So it's a series of valleys divided by uh, ridges that run through most of East Tennessee. The ridges in the valley and the ridge section of Tennessee run in a northeast to southwest direction. Because of this, most of the major roads in the valley and ridge section go from southwest to northeast. Makes sense. The largest ridge in the Valley and Ridge is Clinch Mountain, a 4,000-foot ridge that runs from the western edge of Granger County up into Virginia. Until recently, people who lived on one side of Clinch Mountain rarely saw or heard from people who lived on the other side of Clinch Mountain. That makes sense. The city of Knoxville lies at the heart of the Valley and Ridge. Knoxville is closest to where the Holston and French Broad Rivers merge to form the Tennessee River. 
All right, so the next part of Tennessee is the mountains, and this is this is like right on the border of the Great Valley of Tennessee and North Carolina, South Carolina borders, and so, Georgia borders. Yeah, borders. so this is called the, and I've actually never heard it pronounced, so it's either uh, Unica or Unaka Mountains or, or some variation of those two. Uh, this runs along Tennessee's border with North Carolina, like Stuart just said. They contain rugged terrain, rushing streams, and heavily forested slopes. So this is why you have tons of white water, white water rafting in these areas. Uh, this is an interesting fact. I don't know if I knew this. The Great Smoky Mountains are not the same nope. as the Unica Mountains, but are a subset of them. Within Tennessee, the phrase Great Smoky Mountains refers to the part of the Unica Mountains in parts of, uh, I believe, either Cock or Cook County, C-O-C-K-E, Blount, and Sevier Counties. Uh, all of Tennessee's uh, early settlers had to pass through the Unica Mountains on foot, on a horse, or in a wagon led by a horse. Uh, they would have done so at a slight gap in the mountains, such as Carver's Gap in the northeast Tennessee area. I, I want to show this area real quick. If uh, I don't know how deep Greg has gotten into this area, he made it over to the mountains. Yeah, he is in the mountains. Oh I, my I just, gosh! Like, I drove through this area in the middle of uh, February of 2021 or end of January, February. It was covered in snow. Oh wow! Uh, it was it was beautiful, and I I literally like there's parts of this, and this is not the part that I saw. I wish I stopped and really got photos of this area. It reminded me of like some of the the like wildlife and wild areas of Alaska. I'm like, this is in Tennessee. This is freaking stunning. Like, yeah, this is incredible. it is. It is pretty amazing to uh, see. If so, if you've ever driven that, you definitely have seen some beautiful scenery like, like this. Especially if you're going into like the mountains of like South Carolina nor or like North Carolina into the like north northern mountains of Georgia. That area is absolutely stunning. I would highly recommend doing. Or doing that drive. Yeah. So these are the areas and the, the regions and sub regions of Tennessee. So we have our grand divisions and then we have all the different physical regions of Tennessee, which is always exciting to look through. If you have not driven from middle Tennessee through the Smoky Mountains, I would highly put that uh, on your list of things to do, especially in the fall. If you have not gotten into that Cumberland Plateau or the waterfalls are rushing through, I would highly recommend to do that there before it gets to the wintertime. Thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next episode. for listening to Nashville Daily. To learn more about today's episode, visit NashvilleDailyPodcast.com and to stay connected, head to our Discord and you can find the link at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com slash connect. Nashville Daily is now offering tours. If you'd like to take a tour of downtown Nashville, head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore.Nash production, copyright 2022.